I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries Every time I check my phone on the Twitter feed, I see bunch of players who have gone into COVID protocols. Today, I see Draymond Green is in COVID protocols. I see Lonzo Ball has gone into COVID protocols. This is just a few days after Lonzo gave an interview which said, uh, when someone asked him how he is staying away because all the Bulls roster was in COVID protocols, he just said, I play and I go home and looks like someone jinxed him. Ouch. But uh, despite all that, uh, I think we had a great weekend of games. Uh, the Christmas Day special. Despite all its hype, uh, lack of hype this year, I think it still lived up to its expectations. Kind of uh, great games, unless uh, you're a Lakers fan. Uh, so we'll talk about sure. that. We had a bunch of great games. The Bucks and Celtics was a classic. Warriors Suns was a great game. The Nets and Lakers also was a great game, by the way. Uh, just the result didn't really pan out well for the Lakers. So a lot of uh, lots of stuff to talk about on today's episode. Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one, or simply a sports enthusiast. Join us, Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset, and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's gonna be lit. Uh, let's start off with the Warriors and the Suns. Uh, the Warriors winning this one, hundred and sixteen, hundred and seven. The game was much, much closer uh, than the scorelines reflect. It was just in the last minute. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. He was automatic as the yeah. Warriors Twitter feed called yeah. it. Yeah. He was great. He just took over. Uh, you didn't need Steph Curry. Uh, the Warriors were missing their second, third, and fourth highest uh, scorers in this game. They were missing <laughs> three of their top six, yeah. if you call it. Uh, Damian Lee was out. Uh, Jordan Poole was out. Andrew Wiggins was out. That is an average of forty-five points per game, and still they beat the best team in the NBA, at least according to standings. Uh, Curry was amazing as usual, thirty-three points. But look at the other scores here: Draymond Green, eight points, eight rebounds, ten assists, three steals, three blocks. GP two, fourteen points. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., nineteen points. Looney, eight points, ten rebounds. Kuminga, twelve points. Belitsa, ten points. Yeah, those two were big. Team. Those uh, number those fours, were amazing, exactly. And some guy called Weatherspoon, who I hadn't heard of until yesterday, he came and shut down Chris Paul for a brief while <laughs> and scored six points by himself as well. This this team is amazing. They just keep. Uh, generating players one after the other one after the other even if someone's out someone comes in someone steps in uh gp to water signing he's been he's really stepped yeah. up this season uh, it's hard to believe that this guy was without a contract for all these years and he's 28 29 years old mm-hmm. uh, what have the teams been doing uh, like i said this is one of the best team performance i've seen in a long long time despite missing uh, three of their stars uh, Igodala was missing as well. Uh, Moses Moody was missing as well. So a lot oh of players. Oh my God! They missed Moses Moody and they won a match. He's been uh, good off the bench when he plays those four five minutes. You know, just wait on defense. Sure. But they were just short on depth. But it didn't seem like it. Uh, when the Warriors beat the Suns earlier in the season, they said that uh, Booker was missing and that kind of made yeah, a difference. Yeah. It yeah. didn't make the difference this time. With this performance, do you think the Warriors have really established themselves as the firm favorite in the Western Conference? I think it will go back and forth a bit, bit between these two teams. I think they're both quite strong. Um, I don't know about firm favorites, but uh, whenever when it was said that Booker didn't play and therefore Warriors had an edge and that's why they won, Booker might as well have not played. He was one of the guys that had an off night. Uh, <laughs> Five of nineteen. Uh, yeah, just terrible shooting. Just terrible. 
they defended well let's just not take credit mm-hmm. away from the team also i think they defended booker well and for brief spells they defend, uh, defended chris paul well also but he was still um uh, able to get the right passes off it just didn't work out uh, booker's shooting was off a bit i think where where is game got interesting is how the warriors were able to discover even more depth uh, mm-hmm. so now they have two reliable folks off the bench at the four in kuminga and and belitsa who Bielitsa we knew would be decent, but he was yet to fit into the team fully. I think that they've managed over the last, it's not just this game, last couple of weeks, yeah. a month or so. Uh, and Kuminga also has been on the come up ever since. Um, I like this Warriors team. I think if I had to put smart money on either of these teams, I'd put it on the Warriors, just because they have people that have done it before. Um, yeah. They have a coach that has done it a bunch of times before. They, they have, and uh, and some veteran talent that's that's won it and in this franchise not just uh, anywhere that counts because we've seen go back to any episode we've done in the playoffs um and you know you'd you'd say great adjustments they've reacted well mm-hmm. to what they saw and in game three they made the right uh, shifts the right adjustment the right changes to their tactics and they won that adjustment takes experience it takes um championship wisdom and there, I think the Warriors have an edge. So I, I'd still say slightly favorites Warriors, but I think it will go back and forth all regular season between between these two teams. It's only in the playoffs that I expect the Warriors to to separate. How good has Draymond Green been this season? I mean, he's one of those guys who's now almost guaranteed himself an All Star spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not averaging double digits in either of the main categories. Not in points. Not in rebounds. Not in assists. Do you know when was the last time this happened? And guess the player. Quick, the last time. What happened? Sorry. Last time a player made the All-Star game without having double digits in either of the categories. Was it Rodman or something? Or was yeah, it... it was Dennis yeah, Rodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Just a wild so, guess. Had to be Rodman with those times. Had to be Rodman because he didn't really <laughs> want to make points. And then he had almost 15 rebounds, 16 rebounds all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah Draymond Green's having an amazing season. Uh, probably for me, is the standout uh, DPOY right now. I mean, there's a lot of talk mm. about Gobert mm. winning it for the fourth time and all. I think Draymond Green has been amazing because the Warriors have been the best defense in the league. And without Green, if you play this team, and you'll see it over the next few days uh, when Draymond is out, we took over protocols. Uh, they'll be considering 120 minimum. Wow, but, okay. Well, the replacement... I, I the replacement okay, okay. Uh, maybe I exaggerated a bit, <laughs> but the replacement is uh, JTA. Do you expect JTA yeah, yeah. to play 35 minutes? Belitsa is... Great, but can he defend like that? No, I don't think so. I mean, no, no. Draymond is someone who's not really flustered by the size of the player, right? Aiton was kind of neutralized. He still got 18 right. points, but he was neutralized. I mean, when you have a player like that, uh, you you expect you'll get a you're a walking double double against yeah, really but, a team that yeah. doesn't really have a center, right? I mean, Kevin he was able to neutralize. He was able to neutralize DeAndre because unlike him, uh, Draymond has a ton of experience. <laughs> Nail that one. <laughs> and with that, we uh, we are ending this podcast. Not, not the episode, <laughs> with that, I the think... series, just the podcast <laughs> we're ending it. Uh, the Warriors' schedule gets tougher now. The next four games, two games mm-hmm. against the Nuggets, back-to-back, and then the Jazz, uh, and then Miami Heat. And no Draymond added to the three people I uh, spoke about yeah. missing the earlier. Uh, how many games do you think Warriors will come out of this, with? Uh, out of four? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, first first take it doesn't really look like a very very tough schedule it's, it's sort of 75-25 but mm-hmm. with the injuries yeah we're probably well Jokic against yeah. Kevon Looney and JTA mm, he lead them up that's okay but who's <laughs> guarding Steph who's guarding mm-hmm. a bunch of other players Kuminga GP2 blah 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 all of them can get points Steph can play make 
I think they'll it'll take. What will be interesting for me is will they put all this load on Steph or will his crew will take a few hits uh, but come mm-hmm. back with a strong squad because in the absence of Draymond it's going to take a lot more from Steph Curry to get these wins. Right. They can they can get them he can get them should they want to, but it's going to take a lot more uh, from him because not only they don't really lose points when there's no Draymond they lose a ton of defense uh, coordination on defense yep. Yep. and they lose playmaking. They lose right. the screen. They lose the guy that's calling a bunch of plays because he knows Steph, and Steph knows him inside out, uh, the play style wise. That they lose. Those that that intangible thing is tough to replace. Uh, defense they can't replace, so they'll they'll live without it and they'll do the best they can and try and outscore. Um, I think the playmaking is what will hurt them because then it's there's a lot more ISO pressure on Steph Curry. There's, he has to make a lot more of those energizer bunny runs right. uh, because it, the communication is not telepathic. So sometimes the ball doesn't come zip when it has to. So then mm-hmm. he has to make that one extra move to get open. That's where it'll, it, so it'll be interesting. If they go for it, they can win it. I think they can easily get three out of those four. Nuggets okay. both times and Miami Heat. I don't think it's a contest. Uh, the one game that that's a good challenge is Jazz, was it? That was the yep, fourth? Yep. Yeah, yep. So that will be, 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 be a tough one. Um, but the other three, I'd expect them to win. Should Steph Curry be Steph Curry? If they choose to rest him and say we'll we'll try, but uh, we're not going to overwork mm-hmm. Steph Curry, then then it gets tough. Then maybe fifty fifty. Okay. Uh, with that said, we'll move on to the Lakers versus the Nets, and this was a <laughs> classic contest. I thought the Nets were winning it easy. It was basically Lakers against the Nets G League team and James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the Nets were winning it easy after a while, and then Lakers put this incredible comeback in the fourth quarter. Fifteen zero run was it? Before the Nets finally just scraped through, I think Nick Claxton with that dunk on LeBron James, kind of making headlines because it's Nick Claxton. Who knows who, who is he? And then on LeBron James on top of that, yeah. uh, James Harden was amazing, got a triple double for himself. Patty Mills got a career high thirty-four points. LeBron James though thirty-nine, nine and seven. Uh, he's doing everything in his power, yeah. but the Lakers somehow just can't get across the finish line. What do the Lakers have to do to salvage the season? I mean. LeBron is still playing like LeBron James, but what what do they have to do to salvage the season? Nothing. They can't. Their defense sucks. They lost this game again on defense. They scored 115 points. That is good. Mm-hmm. That is good offense. Um, sure, LeBron James put in a monster performance, but it's what superstars do. James Harden had to get pretty much the same number at the other end also. Um, and and then did LeBron have uh, help on scoring? Yeah, four others were in double digits. He got decent support. I thought Kamala had a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. 17 and 11, uh, f- uh, four assists, two steals, three blocks. Kamala did everything he could at this stage of his career. Um, and if you're surprised why I know all the numbers, it's because I woke up, I saw my fantasy league team. I'm like, why, why the... F- <laughs> how did Kamala get me 54.85 or whatever? And I had to go check the... Um, check the stats, right? So, Kamala put in a good shift. I think THT was decent. I think uh, Westbrook, well, again, left a lot to be lacking, but it's a trip dub. What are you going to say? He did one of those mm-hmm. Draymond triple mm-hmm. doubles. And um, over the last two months or so, Malik Monk's been giving them an above average shift almost every night, right? So, the, the offense is there. They're scoring points. They're putting 115 on the board. They're able to come back in crunch moments. They're able to put together fourth quarter runs and all of that. Where does it all fall apart? Defense. They just can't stop the other guys from scoring um, at least a point more than than these guys. <laughs> and that's pretty much where they're, they're losing the game. I don't think it can be turned around. I think with these many players and it's all veteran, it's not even like they have the experience of, oh, they're young. Uh, typically, defense is something that, <clears throat> that takes <clears throat> excuse me, that takes age and maturity to pick up. 
they're all old they're all they all have the only thing they have some of them at this point is age and maturity and if you can't pick up <laughs> defense now uh, it's just not working i don't know if it's the ras westbrook impact um because that's one position just left to the dogs if outside yeah, of- i can't even look at him and say that he had 10 turnovers yesterday he didn't he just had like two turnovers three turnovers yesterday yeah and he's done a good job bringing those turnovers yeah. down but again the defense he is a defensive liability i think that entire okc bunch the og okc <laughs> team <laughs> nobody defends uh, kd picked up a lot a lot after he went to the warriors and had to be a part of that culture but as i just nobody defends anything on that team so that's that's so the no problem at all. is there a trade yeah. that you think can salvage the lakers season is there a realistic trade don't sure. say dean lillard or anyone no, no. but is there a realistic trade i i really don't think so nothing that can to salvage the season no to improve themselves a ton of mm-hmm. to to turn it around salvage for us means what at the very least make a deep playoff run right if not the yep, finals yep so i'm going to happen i don't think there's anyone that is available that they can make a move for that can drastically improve them like that i'd say a derozan but i don't think he's going to move i'd say uh, something along those lines um and realistic would mean they'd have to move westbrook that's the only option mm-hmm. they have yeah. because otherwise what are you going to get in return um right. who's there really that can you think of any player that is there a ben simmons trade for russell westbrook would that make sense at all another yeah, one who <laughs> doesn't score at all they'd fix But one end and fuck up the other end they'd, they'd fix one end and screw up the other end that's all that happened no i'd i'd go for that by the way um i'd i'd really go for that because a bunch of reasons why and why i think technically it can be considered i don't think it's going to happen by a long shot but uh, why i would go for that is the season is doomed anyway mm-hmm. it's not like you're making anything of the season um westbrook coming hasn't changed that single damn thing it has probably compounded a lot of the lakers miseries uh ben simmons if nothing else is decently fit i know his recent run has been a bit of an issue but he's okay um bringing in ben simmons instantly beefs up that defense big time yep big time yep. he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league uh also has the size to defend uh, down low uh, right. so that's great he does add play making people don't recognize this enough about ben simmons he's a great playmaker he's not yeah, he's he's a triple double uh, yeah yeah he's himself easy easy and he's not uh, let's not mix these things up he's nowhere at westbrook's level of ability in terms of playmaking uh, but but he can get it done and you got lebron in the team anyway what are you worried about so ben simmons does that also uh, scoring people forget okay he was afraid to take one damn layup in the playoffs <laughs> like relax maybe the team wasn't great the atmosphere wasn't great the, the team didn't make him feel secure enough i know what it was uh, he has major uh, major flaws in his offense and it can be a liability at times but if they use him correctly if he's driving to the rim slashing all of that stuff he's he's a 40 a night player if he has to lead the team by himself we've seen that he's dropped 42 on the lakers to beat the lakers in the absence of embiid so it's not like he can't do it in the right setup he can um i think it's worth a gamble is it a sure shot fix absolutely not it's a <laughs> it's like a hail mary chuck the ball 80 yards <laughs> fourth down kind of play but uh, hey i mean it's not what you have to lose this season go for it Hey everybody, it's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On Agla Station Adulthood, Ritash and Ayushi speak to Marissa May. She is the curator of No More Lonely Friends. They discuss toxic friendships and pandemic loneliness. Also, do check out Probation Set Promotion Talk with Abhinav Trivedi. He will help you make your CV stand out when you're looking for a job. On Pesa Vesa, Anupam and Soumya Shah, co-founder of Tarakki, discuss what the current trends are in the wealth management industry. 
On All Things Policy, the folks from the Takshashila Institute shed light on the implication of China's infrastructure building in Tibet. And on Tere Mere Raste, Kesho tells us about a small village in the Himalayas called Tirugi Narayan. Do follow us on social media. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. We'd also really appreciate any ratings or reviews you can give us on any of the platforms that we're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or IVM Podcast app. Whatever you're listening, do let us know that you are listening. I'd also like to remind you all that we have a number of YouTube channels where a number of shows are available. You can go to IVMPodcast.com slash YouTube to check out what channels we have. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Cred, Bank of Baroda, CoinSwitch, Kuber, and Intel. Thank you so much for making this possible. All right, so that was the Lakers and Nets. Uh, the other games are fun as well. The Knicks uh, coming out victors against the Hawks. Uh, Kemba Walker getting a triple double. Has he salvaged himself this season? Two games only, uh, yeah. too small a sample, but on the right track. Uh, it's two games. I mean, um, it's 44 points and a triple double. First yeah. of all, how does Kemba get a triple double? Who's giving him those rebounds? Yeah, I, it's fundamentally what's basically <laughs> happening is nobody else is playing on the floor. And so he's, um, it's just the good old Knicks just giving up on life and, and letting anyone get anything. But uh, no, I, I think it's sad that Kemba is having to salvage himself so many times. Let's start there. It's not exactly a, a good sign for him. Two games shouldn't really uh, prove anything for me. We know he can score. He got a triple double. Okay, are you telling me he can do this night in night out? Absolutely not. That that is an aberration. So then, eh, then it's not really not really something that counts a lot for me. So has he salvaged himself? Sure. Is he uh, to the point that he might get a few more chances in the starting lineup? Uh, to the point where the coach doesn't come outright and say Kemba is not a part of our starting lineup plans, which is what happened. That that I maybe he has helped his cause. And with, with a bunch of injuries, I think Rose is out for a while. D-Rose is out for a while. Yep. They've got yep. court protocols are all over the place. So, um, he will get these opportunities. And it's one of those things where if Kemba Walker can be a ball hog on your team and the focal point of your offense, can he get your points when fit? Look at the number of ifs in that statement. But if all of those are <laughs> satisfied, yeah, he's box office. So, that's what that's what happened. He was a focal point. He was... Uh, he was the king of usage rate um, in the game and, and he benefited from it. We know he can score. Uh, yeah. So, good stuff. Uh, I think enough to... I was quite surprised when they just outright declared they're not yeah. going to start Kemba. I thought he was too good a player to... Why do you get him True. then? Just why why would you get a Kemba to put him on the bench? Um, if your argument is he's injured all the time, I don't get him then. Because, I mean, I, my assumption is you got him in knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's he deserves that shot. I, I'd be shocked if D-Rose starts over uh, Kemba. I'd be shocked at that decision because if Kemba is inconsistent, D-Rose has been even more so. Not his fault. <laughs> it's just um, it's a travesty what uh, has happened to his body over time. Derek Rose, but it is what it is. Uh, and and Kemba is a much better prospect right now. So I think to that extent, he has salvaged himself. Yes, but it's two games. Right? Absolutely. The other game was the Bucks and the Celtics. And just before I get to that. Uh, We'll talk about Jazz and the Mavericks quickly with a quick uh, question for you. Guess how many free throws are made in this game? Both teams aggregate. I don't know, 30, 25, I don't know. 72 free throws so in the game. <laughs> what a miserable match this must have it been It was a miserable match. I, I couldn't watch, watch after the first half. I couldn't yeah. watch it after the first half. It was just free throw after free throw <laughs> after free throw. I'm like, I have given up. <laughs> All right, the Bucks and the Celtics. Uh, this was a classic. This was an absolute classic. The Bucks coming back from 19 behind to clinch it in the last uh, dying minutes. 
Yanis was a monster. He just decided that I'm not losing this one. That's all he decided. <laughs> there was no way they were getting past him. And he just yeah. went and when he checked into the game in the fourth quarter with six minutes left, the Bucks were trailing by 12. <sighs> and they won the game pretty yeah. comfortably in the end. Uh, I wouldn't say comfortably, but well... He, yeah, I mean, it looked just, like they were just, in control. He just took over. I mean, yeah. he, he was blocking everything. He was getting the points himself. He was driving in. Uh, it was a great, great game. Now, that brings me to the Celtics. Tatum and Brown, this is their third, fourth year together. 50 points they scored, but yet another loss. And they seem to keep losing these big games. They'll beat, well, they'll beat your Knicks, they'll beat your Indiana Pacers. Yeah, you'll see that. But when it comes to facing the Brooklyn Nets, when it comes to facing the Bucks, Sixers, they come up, somehow come up short, right? Is it now time? Like, the rumors are getting louder. Is it now time to break this duo up and just uh, stick with Tatum and then try to rebuild around him again? I think it would make sense. Uh, but I'll say this. I don't think there has been proof of concept that this duo doesn't work together. I don't think that has been proven beyond doubt. Um, I, it has been proven that this duo can't get wins together. Mm-hmm. But what if I separate the win formula into first, can these two coexist on offense and defense and just be a part of a working unit? And then is that translating to wins? If I break the problem statement up into two, can they coexist? Yes. Are they good teammates? Yes. Is the chemistry there? Absolutely. Are they, are they able to get it done on offense? Yeah, they just combined for 50. And it's not the first time that has happened by a long shot. Uh, so they can. Can they um, figure out defensive responsibilities? Yes, I think there's enough of a size difference and a skill difference. And uh, it, just in terms of what they can do well and what the other guy can do better, uh, that there is a clear delineation of who does what on defense, in addition to Marcus Martin and, uh, and whoever they manage to just smoosh in at the five. Uh, they, they, work, they work on defense. I think that's a good defensive duo. Yep. So then all of this is tick, 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 tick. Good on defense, good on offense together. Great team chemistry. No real rivalry issues. It's not like Embiid and Simmons where they're not looking eye to eye. Or it's not like Kobe and Shaq where they're not, but then they're they're a juggernaut. So why do you want to break Mm -hmm. this up? It's none of those things. It's a good working unit. What is the problem exactly? It's that it's not translating to as many wins as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. And they've been on a downward trend since making the conference final twice. Yep. And since then, they've kind of sloped down. Right. Is it really on either of them? Or is it the fact that this team did nothing, absolutely nothing, absolutely ever to fix the gaping flaws in their lineup? They still don't have a big worth anything. Right. They have people you know, that you look at and say, oh, what a heartwarming story. This guy is doing better <laughs> than we expected. They don't have a championship caliber big one. Yep, yep. To the instability, what are these two supposed to do if one season you bring in Kyrie, nobody knows who's the alpha anymore. You guys are supposed to be the the poster boys, the faces of the franchise and suddenly here comes Kyrie and you know there's no way you're competing with him on stardom, not at that stage in your career, not today when you're mm-hmm. Jason Tatum or, or Brown. Um, Kyrie comes in, fucks everything up as usual. Uh, one season later, he's out. Then they get Kemba. And when he plays, they look phenomenal together. They've made it work. This team has accommodated so many players and it has to be, again, credit to Brown and Tatum that they, that they were able to do that. Yep. Um, but then Kemba gets a bunch of injuries and they decide to, to move him on. They move Gordon Hayward on, a big part of their uh, uh, lineup. They bring right. back all Al Hofford in. They, they make even that work. That's a miracle that mm-hmm. Hofford's back among the thick of things. All of this instability, and we're going to blame Brown and Tatum for, for the results. I think the front office should go before they go. 
I think the co- and in all this they elevated the head coach to the front office position. Like for the for, for the shit show, you get a promotion. I think that's what needs to change. I, I would not break up the duo, but if it's inevitable, if that's where they're headed, makes sense to build around Tatum. You'd get a ton of value for for Brown. I mean, I know that we've spoken multiple times about them needing a big man. I think they need a point guard. I don't think Marcus Smart is the guy. He's a great six man. He's a great defender. He'll get you those hustle plays. He'll get you those steals. Leads the league in steals, in fact. But is he the guy to run your offense? Is he, he the should, guy you want? He should be coming off the bench, honestly. He should be a exactly. Guy He'd probably be a sixth man of the year if yeah. he comes off the bench. Yeah, exactly. But he's not a guy to be starting, and he was great, right? When Gordon Hayward was in the team, Marcus Smart was the sixth Correct. man, and he Correct. was great. But I think they need a point guard. You saw that with uh, when Peyton Pritchard played yesterday, he was amazing. He got those mm-hmm. three pointers going. He he got some shots going. When Dennis Schroeder plays, they're amazing. Uh, but that was all when Jalen Brown was missing, right? Right. If right. they get a good, decent point guard, I think they'll be set. Uh, they can work out on their center issues. That's always going to remain there for a while. But I think they really need to invest in a point guard. Yeah, I think, and then own. they know it also, right? Look at all the moves they made. Yep. They tried to get Kyrie, then they got Kemba, then they got yep. Schroeder. It's not like they don't know they need a point guard. But there, at least, there's been effort. They've made some questionable choices and some 50-50s didn't work out. Like, Kemba was a gamble play always because of the fitness yep. issue. Uh, Shruda was a gamble play because he's had Kyrie was a gamble and play too. Kyrie is a gamble <laughs> most GMs would Off take. Off the court gamble. Most yeah. GMs would take. Yeah, yeah, correct. But And by the way, this was clip, uh, Cavs Kyrie. We didn't right. yet know the, right, right. Uh, the, the, the magnitude of the... <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so they've done. They've taken a bunch of gambles. Right? That and and that again is a bit of a problem. It's like you, how many how many long shots are you going to take? You took Kyrie, then you said Kemba. Now you're dropping a rainmaker from the logo and saying Shruda, hey, he's our answer. Maybe, maybe not. Consistency is key, and Shruda is not. And even if they fix that point guard, even at Kemba, uh, you know, when, even when Kemba was at his best, and everyone mm-hmm. is fit. They still lacked the big. It was it was only too obvious. Enes Kanter is not your. Yeah. We'll Dominic Thais is not your. I mean, for activism, sure, but not not on the court. <laughs> um, so they, I think they've got two big problems to fix, and until they do, um, I refuse to accept that the duo is why they're not winning. The duo is, in fact, uh, why they're winning anything, in spite of all of the other problems they have. I agree. I agree. I like the duo. I like Jalen Brown. I like Jason Tatum. I think they are stars too. Their stars will become even bigger stars. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we just have to wait and watch, I guess. On that note, I'll call an end to this episode. I'll come back and talk tomorrow. Bunch of great games tomorrow. I'm looking forward to those. I think the Bulls play the Hawks, the one that I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to the most. Uh, we'll come back and talk about it tomorrow. All right, man. Cheers. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IBM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcast from.